Hi everyone, Parlay Queen here, and it's time for my second podcast. So last week I gave out a pick five sequence at Santa Anita on Saturday, and fortunately it hit, but unfortunately along the way, where I was hoping a couple bombs would click, it ended up being pretty chalky. But making money is making money, and you don't hit too many pick fives, so it's a good start. Hopefully I can repeat, and hopefully you enjoy the podcast. I must preface this by saying that if you do choose to tail or take alongside some of my analysis, that this sequence in particular, if it hits, it's not going to be a $30,000, $40,000 payout. Um, the hope is, obviously, that you get back substantially more than your investment, but realistically speaking, locking into a 1-5 to five morning line choice pretty much majority of the players in the pool are going to be doing the same thing. So what I'm hoping to get out of this one is a couple bombs along the way. I do like a lot of price horses, but it's really difficult for me to play against the 1-5 to morning line. The first race on the card is 6 furlongs on the dirt. This is a starter optional claiming for a purse of 30000 I find myself taking a liking towards the 1, 7, 6, and 2. Number 1, Tough But Nice, at 8 to 1 morning line. Last time out was battled on the front end and never saw the rail. In the stretch he responded well to the whip and I like the cutback on distance to 6 furlongs. He will definitely be forwardly placed and in a race that lacks speed he could wire the field. Number 2, Classico, at 4 to 1 morning line. He exits the same race as the colt to his inside. He worked out a ground-saving trip and closed well inside. Bayerano stays aboard, and I like his chances. Number 6, Frack Candy, a 5-1 to one morning line, is an interesting colt going from a route to sprint in his third start of 2016. He battled on the front end in his last race and never really stood a chance. There's tons of upside to this one. At a perfect 2 for 2 at this distance in his short career, he's available for a 40000 price. Number 7, Courageous Dave, eats one morning line. If you cross out his last race, this often short-priced horse could compete with all of them in here. He'll likely hope to work out a stocking trip. He tried blinkers in his last start, and it worked to no avail, but he removes them in here and comes off a sharp 48-2 and two workout over 4 furlongs. Just like the six horse, he's in for a $40,000 claiming price tag. Race two is another six furlong race on the dirt. This is a maiden claiming for three-year-olds for a purse of 23000 In race two, I like the six, 12, nine, two, and one. I like number six, gone with it at eight to one morning line the most. He's faced three deep fields in a row of 10, 10, and 11 runners. He's given them all honest efforts. It's only a matter of time before this one breaks his maiden. I like him today at a price. Alongside him, I like number 12, Great Bambino, at 8 to 1 morning line. He's trying Lasix for the first time in his career. I'm a huge fan of the breeding. He's had a couple of notable works, like his first two in early November, and could potentially show some speed. I think he'll be trying to come from off the pace today. Number 9. Discreetly Humor Me at 15 to 1 morning line. 
drops to a maiden 30,000 after two races and much higher. He had no chance in his last one after a poor break, and the 15 to 1 morning line odds are enticing. He received a lot of play in his first two starts, and now he adds blinkers. In a weak maiden claiming race, perhaps blinkers and a clean break will prove to make all the difference. Number 2, Mesa View, 6 to 1 morning line. Drops out of the maiden special weight, 71,000 to a 30,000 claiming. He's tried his Lasix for the first time after a turf start. He's clearly better suited for the dirt. The drop and Lasix edition make this one a must include for me. In the pick 5, I'm also going to be including number 1, Unbridled Rocket. 7-2 morning line. This one nearly broke his maiden last time out, finishing second by a head. Entered in the same classification at a well-suited distance, he'll be a short price again. This one is very capable. Race 3 is a 6.5 furlong race on the turf. It's a maiden special weight for a purse of 56000 With another deep field, I find myself looking all over the board in this one. I like particularly the 3, 12, 10, 4, 6, and 7. Number 3, Fourth Watch at 8 to 1 morning line. This expensive Keeneland purchase definitely has the pedigree to make a splash in this maiden special weight race. Gets Lasix on a first career start, and I like the inside draw. Number 12, Smart Win, 6 to 1 morning line. In a super competitive maiden special weight race, this one seems to stick out. The 46-4 on January 27th at Santa Anita is a wonderful sign to see. Going two back from that, the work of five furlongs in one minute and four-fifths is equally as impressive. I'm not sure about first-time turf, but this one is quick enough to be involved early. Number 10, albeit, 8-1 to one morning line. Her two best races were on the turf. I like that Doug O'Neill trains her, and I like the first time turf start at a mile. Seemed like distance was the only issue in that one, and this time she cuts back the distance. I think this one's a player at a pretty big price. Number 4, Echo Chamber, 6-1 to one morning line. This is another first time starter debuting on Lasix. Really nice breeding as well, and I think she'll like the turf. Number 6, Georgia Blue, 6-1 to one morning line. She may be better suited for the dirt and going a couple extra furlongs. However, her workouts do look good. She showed them some speed in her last couple and will likely break towards the front. I also like number 7, Zira Gold, at 4 to 1 morning line. She's one of only a handful in here which have tried the turf before. She tries the same distance she had her first start in, and I think this one is a serious contender. Race number four is a mile and a sixteenth. This is a grade three race, the running of the Robert B. Lewis, for a purse of 150000 There are two clear standouts in this race, and these are the two which I'm going to be backing. I do think they finish 1-2. Not quite sure the order, so this would be a race that if I were playing, other than just the pick five, this would be my exacta box. I like most the five, more spirit, at 8-5 to five morning line. This one won the G1, lost Al Futurity last time out, and he's a serious derby contender, hoping to pick up some points towards his trail. This is the one to beat. 
There are a couple arguments that could be made for number two. I will score at five to two morning line. Distance is somewhat of a concern, but it's hard to fall to proven winner. There were two clear advantages he has over his main rival in this race. He will get to run the race that he wants to run, likely breaking straight to the front and being able to slow fractions down on the front end. And also, because of the racing conditions, his main rival, the five, is given five extra pounds. Not sure who I like more in this one, if the two will handle the distance. I would give the slight lean to the five. Race number five is one mile on the dirt. This is a grade two race for a purse of 300,000 for Phillies. There's also Kentucky Oaks points up for grabs, which adds a little bit of an extra incentive. There are two clear standouts in this race, and these are the two which I'm going to be backing. I do think they finish 1-2, not quite sure the order, so this would be a race that if I were playing, other than just the pick 5, this would be my exacta box. I like most the 5, more spirit, at 8-5 morning line. This one won the G1, lost Al Futurity last time out, and he's a serious derby contender, hoping to pick up some points towards his trail. This is the one to beat. There are a couple arguments that could be made for number two. I will score at 5-2 morning line. Distance is somewhat of a concern, but it's hard to fall to proven winner. There were two clear advantages he has over his main rival in this race. He will get to run the race that he wants to run, likely breaking straight to the front and being able to slow fractions down on the front end. And also, because of the racing conditions, his main rival, the five, is given five extra pounds. Not sure who I like more in this one, if the two will handle the distance. I would give the slight lean to the five. If you listen to the introduction, or if you know anything about personally who I've been so excited to see this year, I am completely locked in to number six, Songbird, at one to five morning line. This filly has been completely spectacular since her debut in July 2015. She'll run her race on the front end, and few other fillies have shown such poise and composure. She should win this one handily. With Songbird completing my final selection in the pick five sequence, it's going to take some time and recap the numbers that I'm going to be playing for the sequence and the cost of the wager. So in race one, I'm going to be including the one, two, six, seven. Race two, one, two, nine, twelve. Race three, three, four, six, seven, ten, and twelve. Race four, two, five, and race five, six. So this is a 50 cent base pick five wager, and the total cost is $96 to play. Hopefully you all enjoyed the podcast. Best of luck to everyone with all of your wagers. Hopefully you enjoy the card as much as I think I will. 
There are a lot of really good stakes races and a lot of horses that I've been super excited to see their 2016 debuts. Best of luck to everyone and have a wonderful weekend.